located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, or at least that's what we'll be talking about today. The film, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, about Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, starring Tom Hanks, is coming out this weekend. And Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, um, had such, and libraries are so connected. Um, there's a story on the Fred Rogers Institute website about how uh, uh, Fred, it sounds weird calling him Fred, but Mr. Rogers, when he was young, uh, the library was an important part. Uh, he would go to the Latrobe, the library in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. So we thought this would be a great chance to get some reflections on the impact uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, had on people affiliated with SCLO, and we have, we're going to be welcoming Nathaniel Rasmussen. He is the longtime head of IT services here at SCLO, and we were very pleased to bring back Anita Dietz, who was the longtime head of a, our children's department at SCLO. Uh, she's been retired now for a couple of years, but it was great to welcome her back, and she has some uh, great reflections uh, on Mr. Rogers and his, and his impact, but also giving an up-to-date on what she's been doing with her, her life. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anita and Nathaniel and our reflections about Mr. Rogers. talk about Mr. Rogers today, but since we have a special guest, I wanted to uh, talk to Anita, get, uh, since everyone remembers her as running the children's department. Um, can you just give us, a, uh, for a few minutes, just give us an update on what you've been doing and uh, since you've retired, I guess, what, about two years now? It's yeah, 2017. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, the whole goal of retirement was to travel, and things are picking up a little bit this year, shall, shall I say. Um, been been visiting friends and stuff, but um, I'm really excited. I have found a, a traveling companion, and so we're going to go down the uh, Danube for the Christmas markets in December. And um, this this person that I know is traveling a lot, and so she's been uh, been checking things out. And we're going to China next April, so she found a really good deal. I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and somewhere in there, there's going to be a, a trip to Cancun where I want to go snorkeling. So oh, wow. life is. Life is really picking up, and the plans, you know, to organize my life and plan workshops and do presentations, that's all gone. <laughs> that, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And um, the plan to, to, you know, declutter is making headway, but the people that know me know that I've been cleaning my basement for 20 years, and it's still <laughs> in the process of needing major overhaul. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, speaking of, uh, I guess, finding things, uh, Nathaniel brought in, I don't know, these Mr. Rogers stuff. Uh, we have a couple yeah. books, and he brought in vinyl record, actually. Yeah, I have uh, three more that I need to bring. That's impressive. Well, a couple we start, of them are from yeah, my childhood. I mean, 
so obviously, I mean, keep, Nathaniel, maybe talk about, maybe start with you, um, the impact Mr. Rogers had on you growing up and how you became such a yeah, fan sure. of his, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, my story is probably not unique at all, um, but I grew up in the time when, when he was still making new shows, and, uh, you know, uh, I think the thing that struck me first as, as a child watching Mr. Rogers was, here's a person that's actually sp- speaking to me like I'm a human being, you know. Uh, I think so often... Um, children aren't given the benefit of the doubt in terms of what types of feelings they're having, what types of thoughts they're, they're thinking. Um, and, you know, it was just immediately apparent to me that this person was different, you know. And I think most people I've spoken with, at least in my generation and age that grew up watching him, you know, they felt like they had a personal relationship with the guy. Okay. He was like my Mr. Rogers, you know, speaking to me in my living room. And, you know, like a lot of families, you know, I grew up in, in a house that had some some stuff, tough things going on, um, and so um, having that um, sort of experience of 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 listening to someone talk about the hard things in life in a way that I could understand, but not talking down to me in any way, really helped me uh, learn how to manage my emotions, which. Quite, quite frankly, is probably one of the most important things you can learn as a child or an adult. As an adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, definitely a profound influence. Um, and, you know, uh, as I'm, I've aged out of, of that demographic, I have kids now, um, but even before then, you know, you start looking back and you're like, wow, some of that stuff is really profound and, and not normal in our society. Um, and so... Uh, you know, he continues to inspire me even today. Mm. And, but you and Anita had... Did, He's of one of my heroes. Yeah. He really is. And the older I get, the taller his pillar gets that I have him on because I think he um, he did understand children. Social, emotional development, which, you know, when he was doing the shows wasn't even really talked about. And now it's probably one of the most important things you can teach your preschooler. Um, he had a degree in child development, and he, he definitely talked to the children he, he made them feel, I like you just the way you are. And that validation, that is amazing because you don't, you know, you can be the best parent in the whole world and you love your kids, but you don't think of the impact of language. And kids are very literal. And so they hear you say things, and plus the fact they're learning language and they're learning experiences, and so they don't process the ideas as quickly as adults do. And I think sometimes we talk to kids really fast and toss 14 ideas at them. And if you think about Mr. Rogers, he talked very slowly. He made sure he used language the kids could understand. He validated their feelings. I mean, he wrote the books that I always recommended to people when I was working at the library were the books he had about the death of a pet or getting a new sibling or dealing with divorce or bullying. I think everybody should read his books on bullying today. Um, And he just... I think he just gave everybody a sense, of, as Nathaniel said, of really talking to you. And as an aside, my sister-in-law, back in the 70s, when she was living um, somewhat close to where I was at, had just had a new baby, and she was like 19 and um, away from home. <laughs> and she said, Mr. Rogers, she's now 70-something, and she's he still is her favorite person because she thinks that he, when he'd say, I like you just the way you are, and won't you be my friend, was her her capstone. I mean, that's how she dealt with being away from home with a new baby and lonely was Mr. Rogers was her friend. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that's an incredible impact. Yeah. And seriously, when you when you watch his shows and you listen to him speak about stuff, he was he was tons ahead of his time. Yeah. Talk about kindergarten now and preparing kids for kindergarten, social emotional development. Um, he had it tapped years ago, yeah. years and years ago. Yeah. And the land to make believe was a revolutionary idea mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's actually the most important place a child can spend their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know? And he recognized the importance of play long before, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the scholars were coming out and doing it. And he was, um, he was an amazing man because he came from. He grew up in Latrobe. Arnold Palmer's not the only famous person <laughs> who came out of Latrobe, but he uh, he was pretty solitary. He was a lonely kid. He was overweight. He was bullied. Um, didn't have a lot of friends. And so he played with puppets, and he, he became his own best friend, sort of. I think, and I think those feelings translated into his whole value system. And when he talks about um, dealing with emotions, you know, I, I think that's one of the most important things you, you could ever do. I mean, I think everybody has trouble with that now. And if you don't have the tools when you're a child, you know, you then react as a child when you're older. And so when he would, would say, it's, it's okay to feel that way, you know? And his songs about, you know, what do you do with the mad you feel? That's yeah. a great one, you know? talks about the feelings and then he says you know I can I can control this I can I can um, I can overcome this basically and so it's it's recognizing the feelings and dealing with them and he does that with with all sorts of different feelings he just the, the movie that came out last year you know about mr. Rogers neighborhood what was the name of it welcome to my neighborhood I think so. something yeah. like that um, I I the time I saw it <laughs> I wanted to get videotapes and send it to every member of Congress to talk about <laughs> about you know what a you know what an empathetic sympathetic person you know who doesn't bully um, should use as as a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering do you, um, why you think it's resonating again today. Like we're we're having the Tom Hanks movie coming out, and you said there's. I mean, do you think there people are trying to sort of resurrect his least message or whatever to get out uh, I think people have a big loss I don't think I think there's there's holes in their souls so to speak and um, and I does think it res- resonates whenever you find something that um, celebrates the good in people mm-hmm. I think you know it's important to realize that he, you know he has lived on in a long time I mean his foundation is doing incredible work mm-hmm. even today um, some of the cutting edge research on the impact of tablets on young minds and stuff like that's coming out of mm-hmm. coming out of you know the work that he laid down um, and and his legacy so you know Daniel Tiger is yes. a favorite with my kids um, and uh, you know he certainly lives on I do have it does it does make me sad that I think that the show itself is sometimes a little too dated for my kids to really to pick to. up on yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I was gonna uh, ask that if you've introduced your Children oh, too. Sure. <laughs> yeah. My older son watched a good bit because I kind of we didn't show him the flashy stuff until he was older. But now everybody's up on YouTube and everything. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think you know Anita's right though. I think that there's sort of a hollowness in, in some of uh, our modern way of thinking that um, you know Mr. Rogers can can sort of fill that void. And I think you know people that are are remembering that now probably are also wanting things. to return to those yeah. <laughs> those techniques and thoughts and, and ways of viewing the world for sure. He basically came out with strategies for people connecting to people and um, 
that isn't happening nearly as much. He used to go to a lunch counter and sit down and talk to the guy next to you. Mm. And nobody talks to anybody anymore. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're all, and even, even with the best of intentions, I'm pulling out my iPhone. Those emails aren't that important. <laughs> Those texts aren't that important, but you, you're just compulsive with it almost. And so, um, you know, face-to-face talking to people or, or a real body um, is, is a big hole in our society right now. Yeah, if, um, if, he had start, if Mr. Rogers was starting a show in 2019, I mean, do you think it would get picked up? Do you think people would watch it? <laughs> I think it would be a hard sell yeah. with the market now because they're, they're under, into glitz. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, um, when reality shows are, you know, the most popular shows on TV. It's it's kind of um, his style would be a little bit more difficult, I think, to sell. Mm-hmm. But when when you think back, when he did the, the testimony at the congressional hearings and basically saved National Public Radio, mm-hmm. you know, his his comments um, touched the people, and he basically said, you know, I'm I'm giving kids a validation. I'm I'm letting them know that I like them just the way they are. And he quoted the songs about what do you do with your mad, and it was like. Wow, you, you could just there was silence, and they said, "Well, I guess you got your twenty million." <laughs> was that was, that, was, that, was the, that the last time someone said something in Congress and changed people's minds? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It really might yeah. be. Yeah. Do you see? I mean, do you see anything? I don't know how much you watch it, but is there anything that could come close today in terms of? Either on television. You or have to speak yeah, to that because I don't have cable, oh, so I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Tiger is a great yeah. example. Yeah. I mean, they, they certainly are, are faithful to the message and the and the, and the lessons, you know. But it's got a, a shinier package, yeah. and, and that that's what I guess is needed today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are other good shows for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things I was going to say, not directly answering that question, but you know, you kind of look at the trajectory of what happened with his. his life's work um, and what it's doing today versus even Sesame Street, which, um, you know, is still good, Mm -hmm. but I think that they've kind of lost some of their initial, um, I don't know what I want to say. Well, their mission. Yeah, Yeah. mission. Fred Rogers and his his crew and his corporation still adhere to the idea that, you know, it's about the child, and it's about validating the child, and it's about teaching the child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think it's it's interesting, but yeah, today, um, I don't know. There's some there's some good shows. Yeah. My kids like Tumble Leaf on Amazon. I think that's an excellent show. Yeah. Also, they also make a uh, oh, Creative Galaxy. That's another excellent kids show. I think. See, but, I'm out of touch with those things. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> speak to those. But um, you know that they're. They're not quite as revolutionary, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but you don't get revolutionary very often. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's tough because there's so many places you can get stuff now. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's very diffused. Yeah. 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 And I guess uh, I was just reading, um, Mr. Uh, libraries had a special place in Mr. Rogers' life. I mean, did that influence you at all as a, when you were. It's really kind yeah. of interesting because um, we didn't really have television a lot when I was a kid and we had an antenna that you had to use a pipe wrench to turn to get a new station and so we didn't get very clearly the station Mr. Rogers was on um, I think I started falling in love with him when actually when I was in college and the more I learned about it because we started off saying oh there's Mr. Rogers with his slippers and his sweater and la la and then you started listening to what you're saying and, it, and I'm serious as the older I get and the more I listen 
to what his philosophy is, and, and just the care he took. Um, I just saw the Edith Hamilton one where she's the Wicked Witch, and he had her in the living room and whatever, and he said, well, you know, um, you know, do you, do you want to dress up? And so they pulled out the cape and the hat and everything, and he had her do the laugh, and he said, you know, you're just a very nice lady, just dressed up in this. And it was such a, an empowering, um, don't be afraid, this is just a costume, you know, this, this is people acting and stuff. And he just, um, he had that impact, I think, with, with everything he's done. You know, he's had um, children with multiple disabilities on the show, and just talking to them, you know, like they're just kids, which is what they are. And um, the impact of those shows, I think, is, is still... If you take the time to look at them, I, I think he could sit down and do the outline mm -hmm. on you know, how to interact with people, not just parents interacting with kids. And the other thing, too, he said he was very aware of families and situations. So he always said, um, find the adult in your life. Mm -hmm. It didn't necessarily mom or dad or relatives and stuff, because even then, society was you know, so fractured with, with all the different kinds of families. He said, find the adult in your life. And I'm sure everybody says, look for the caregivers. Mm -hmm. the or caregivers. the helpers. Yeah, yeah, yeah look for the helpers. Yeah. That, that seemed to really come uh, alive again after 9-11. Yeah, mm -hmm. people are like, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. were, were there things that stood out to you? I mean, any um, either moments of the show or whatever that really resonated? Um, stand out to you still yeah. days. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. You know, I remember one episode pretty clearly, and it, it may be not because of how profound it was or whatever, but it was really cool. There was, I think there's a, a cave in Virginia called Luray Caverns, mm -hmm. and, and they have an organ that they made out of um, hammer striking the different stalagmites and stalactites, and I remember him playing music with a jazz uh, saxophone player in that cave, um, I don't know, I grew up loving jazz, it's my favorite <laughs> type of music, so maybe that had part to do with it, I'm not sure. Um, I know my wife uh, went to, uh, handyman Joe Negri was a guitar player in her church growing up, Ooh, so, cool. so she had even more of a, this is my Mr. Rogers <laughs> kind of vibe, but um, yeah. Are, are both you planning on... Uh seeing the movie uh, with Tom Hanks. <laughs> and I guess, is there, probably, if you were going to think of someone to play Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks seems like it would be near the top of the list. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to see it, but there's a little bit of fear in the pit of my stomach that he's not going to cherish him the way he should have been cherished. Um, I agree with you. If anybody can make it happen, it's Tom Hanks, and I'm a big Tom Hanks fan, but... I know that I, there is a bit of me that yeah. says, yeah. oh, do I really want to see this? <laughs> there's a little bit of anxiety there, for uh -huh. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen, there's some of the trailers have come out. Have you seen the trailers? Uh, yeah, it's been in, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I will go see it, though. I'll yeah. probably take my boys. I think we were talking about going uh, as a family after Thanksgiving yeah. or something, yeah. so... Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are hoping to yes. do. So. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think... Um, I mean, I think it played at one of the film festivals and it's gotten great reviews, but yeah, I guess it's... I think it depends where, you, where your feelings come from when you, you know, how important was, was Mr. Rogers to you. Mm. And so if you feel this personal connection that we do, yeah. um, you're going to be more critical than someone who's just going to see a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if, he, if it introduces people to him, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's probably a, a pretty good thing. So. There'd probably be more people to see that than saw the, the, documentary, the documentary they did last year. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, this one book I brought is pretty interesting, too. It's called Peaceful Neighbor um, by Michael Long. It says, Discovering the Countercultural Mr. Rogers, which I always felt like was there, but it's not something people think about. You know, the, the sort of mainstream cultural impression is, you know, maybe I love you just the way you are, or, 
you know, all of that. But, um, you know, it, it really talks about sort of how deeply his belief system structured what he did. And, and, and you know, this book kind of pushes him out in, in the same vein as, you know, uh, Martin Luther King. Or He's something a revolutionary. Like that. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think that, um, you know, the more people get exposed to that at this point, that's that's important and great. So I, I am glad the movie's coming out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and, we, and just a personal, you know, I, I totally support everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's just that little personal. Uh. Yeah, oh, I get it. I get it. I have the same thing for sure. Yeah. And we have plenty of Mr. Rogers uh, material at Sclo that mm-hmm. people can check out. But um, but um, thank you too for. Uh, Sharing your Mr. Rogers Thanks memory, Anita, me. great seeing you. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, I hope uh, everyone can go see the movie and be interested in how it comes out. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was great to catch up with Anita and hear her reflections and also Nathaniel's thoughts on Mr. Rogers. And I know, I know personally I'm looking forward to seeing the film that's coming out this weekend. It's good timing uh, coming out this weekend. And then, if, and then it'll be obviously out for the Thanksgiving weekend next week. And speaking of that, just some reminders about special modified hours for Sklow for the Thanksgiving holiday. Sklo will be closing early on Wednesday, November 27th. We'll be closing at 6 p.m. And then Sklo will be closed on Thanksgiving Day, November 28th, as well as Friday, November 29th. And then we'll be reopening on Saturday, November 30th at our normal hour of 9 a.m. So just keep that in mind if you want to pick up some things for the Thanksgiving weekend uh, that will be closing early on Wednesday, November 27th at 6 p.m., and then won't be reopening until Saturday, November 30th. And some other things uh, happening at SCLO. We have uh, our clubs are obviously still continuing, and then uh, we'll, be, we'll be hitting December uh, next weekend, actually. December 1st is coming up, and we have some great stuff coming up. Our children's department uh, the Penn, are going to be welcoming back the Penn State Thespians. They'll be coming in on December 7th and 8th for a couple, three performances of Frog and Toad. On Saturday, December 7th, it'll be at 11 a.m. and 2.30 p.m., and Sunday, December 8th, will be at 2.30 p.m. And then the next weekend, December 14th, really looking ahead, uh, this is a new event that SCLO is going to be having. Frost Fest will, will be happening on the, the weekend of December 14th and 15th. And a little preview, we're going to be having a podcast episode about that in a few weeks, as well as some stories will be coming out. And on our website, you'll find out information about Frost Fest. We're hoping this will be a new family tradition, family event happening around the holiday season. So we hope we are looking forward to that and hope you, you'll enjoy that. And again, we'll have more details about that coming up. And of course, everything is on our website, sclolibrary.org. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, I want to thank Nathaniel and Anita again for joining us. And uh, I'm curious to see how this, how Mr. Rogers, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is with Tom Hanks. I think it's going to be a great film. It's gotten some great reviews. Uh, so if you get a chance to see that, let us know what you think. And until next time, hope everyone has a great rest of the week and weekend. And we hope to see you at Slow Library.